Grace, mercy, and peace be unto you from God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. There will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. When I think of the word gloom, I think of hopelessness. I think of not wanting to get up tomorrow. Because the troubles of tomorrow, they seem too much to bear. I think of darkness, I think of anguish, I think of despair. I think of trouble after trouble with no good news in sight. Have there been times in your life when you found it hard to get through the day? Have there been times in your life when you felt as though you were dwelling in darkness? Like your life was full of gloom and anguish. Now you might be thinking, Pastor, this is depressing. (laughs) I don't want to think like that. Well, we might not want to think that way, but sometimes we can't help it. We just do. We look at our semester's workload, our job, our families, our friends, our heartaches, the news, our children perhaps, so on. And from what we see, it is sometimes hard to picture a bright tomorrow. Maybe you look at somebody in your life and you think they will never come to know the gospel, yet you so desperately want them to. Maybe you look at your own life and see a sin that has been overwhelming you forever and you think you're bound to it and you even feel guilty for coming to church because you don't feel worthy. We can sometimes see our lives as a big list of things that need to be done that will never be fulfilled. And if this isn't bad enough, along the way there seems to be so many things that just come up that cause us pain or give us a sense of failure. I want to read some pieces of our Old Testament reading. It says, There will be no gloom for her who was in anguish. And the people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them a light has shined. I remember one time I went to visit a woman uh, who, who uh, visited a woman and her child uh, shortly after she had given birth at the hospital. When I arrived, they had already left. Instead of seeing the mother and child, I ran into a guy who saw my collar and he wanted to talk. He was worried that someone very close to him was going to die. This made me think of the majority of hospital visits that I find myself going to. Generally, when I visit the hospital, something bad has happened. And a great many times, there are people in great anguish. Like the man that I talked to. And whenever I go on these visits, I'm bringing something with me. I'm bringing God's word 
And in that word, I point to these people, Jesus, who is the light of the world. I remember one visit to a woman who was on her deathbed. I read her some scriptures, sharing with her the fact that eternal life is hers because of what Jesus has done for her. And for a moment, her face, it brightened from darkness and gloom that was caused by her pain that she was feeling. And it changed to a childlike smile with hope and anticipation. She said to me, this is the greatest news. God has used me to bring the light of his son, Jesus, into the darkness. Jesus is a message of hope brought to a place of hopelessness. On them, a light has dawned. No matter how dark or how gloomy things get, no matter how deep and how real our anguish is, because of Jesus, there is the dawn of light that brings the everlasting morning. And one day, our darkness will be taken away forever. In our gospel, Jesus is obviously fulfilling the Old Testament lesson. He is the light who has come into our darkness. It is as if the power had gone out in the midst of a pitch black night and no one could see anything. And then someone sparks a match. Jesus has come and we can see. We need not fall into our sins and our troubles. We once were blind, but now the light has come and we can see. The Bible reads, leaving Nazareth, he went and lived in Capernaum by the sea in the territory of Zebulun and Naphtali so that what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah might be fulfilled. The land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali the way of the sea beyond the Jordan, Galilee of the Gentiles. The people dwelling in darkness have seen a great light. And for those dwelling in the region and the shadow of death, on them a light has dawned. And here is the form that the light took. From that time, Jesus began to preach, saying, Repent, for the kingdom of heaven is near. Jesus was sharing with them that in himself was the light of God's kingdom. We turn to Jesus and we see the light of God's love. For in Jesus we see our hope, we see our salvation, we see the death of our sins, and we see the life and light of tomorrow. Through Jesus, we see a loving God and our trust in a God that was betrayed through our sin. It is renewed. And how did the people receive Jesus? They received him through the preaching 
the preaching that he preached to them, and ultimately the word that would actively take their sin to the cross, ultimately the word that would rise from the dead and deliver them new life, was with them in, in his presence. The light dawned on the people in our gospel lesson the exact same way that the light dawns upon the people struggling in our hospitals through the word of Christ. The light dawned upon the people in our gospel the same way that it dawns upon you through the preaching of Christ and him crucified. When we are down and out or when we have done something that we think is so terrible or when we just experience disappointment after disappointment, we feel this way, unlovable. You think perhaps I've crossed the line. I've gone to a place where there is no turning back. In fact, I would be afraid if the light shined on me because of my sin. The word of God proclaims to you, you are loved. You don't deserve to be, you just are. And through that message that is proven to us by the cross of Jesus, You can't know this any other way. You want to see how far God has gone for you? You want to see the reason that he would never give you up? Look at his cross. (laughs) If, If you would have him, he is yours. If you would, if you would, As for forgiveness, it's already earned. There is nothing that you could do, no place where you could go, that he would not find you. I love in Psalm 139, it says that darkness is not dark to you, and the night's as light as the day. What a beautiful message. It says, even if I made my bed in Sheol, that's the place of death, there still you would find me. We are here today, and the darkness is outside. And some of us may be in anguish and gloom. Not all of us. We all go through different things each and every week. But all of us, whether we are in a place, a good place, or in a discouraging place, Today, we are gathered around the light of the world. We are gathered around the word of Christ. And that is a beautiful place to be. So as you go throughout this week, and if you feel moments of darkness, maybe it's because of things placed upon you, maybe it's because of things that you've done, remember the light of your salvation. And remember that when things seem the absolute darkest, as they did on the cross, 
At that moment, as Jesus died upon the cross, it seemed as though there was no hope. It seemed as though the darkness had overcome the light. My friends, this was the greatest. This was the greatest display of light in the darkness that the world has ever seen. For here, darkness was overcome. So when you feel like you're going through your crosses, remember his cross for you. And remember that this does not have the final word. For after the death on Good Friday, the morning of Easter Sunday, the light of that morn was about to shine. In the name of Jesus, amen.